Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. The question for you today is, how do you make great decisions quickly, with confidence, with clarity? And I'm very excited to have a dear, longtime friend on this show. We've been trying to make this work for quite a few years. From Since the you started, I think. Exactly. Yeah. This is David Meltzer, and he is the founder of Sports One Marketing, author, speaker. We're going to talk about his most recent book, which is Game Time Decision Making. And thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thank you. I was wondering if all those words started with a K or a C. Being exactly. a branding expert, I was thinking K. So I'm going to do this quickly, but thanks for having me on. No, thank, thank you. I know you and I often want to be able to record our conversations and um, because they're, they're priceless. Yeah. And I've learned so much from you as a friend and as a mentor, um, as, as, as a peer, and I think the quality of our life right now, I think everyone would agree that our, their life right now is the sum total of the decisions they've made up to this point. But are there any classes on how to make a good decision? Right? School teaches you a lot of like what to learn, math, history, science, Spanish, but they don't necessarily teach you how to learn and how to think. And, and I see this decision making like sleep. Yeah. You know, we make so many decisions in, in a day. Most people don't pay attention to sleep, but it's the number one habit that we all share, yeah. and we spend the most time doing it. The next would be decisions. There's so many decisions that you make every day, but people don't train us how to do them. We don't practice making decisions or understand how decisions are truly made quantifiably to, to make the best decisions. How do we assess the situation in a quick manner to make the best decisions? And what I have found as an executive coach in dealing with some of the biggest decision makers in our world sure. is that it's all value-based to start. That if you spend the time practicing knowing your values, that it allows you to literally, in my opinion, unconsciously make the best decision for yourself that is a balance between two different spheres. Uh, one, the pragmatic sphere of money. So yeah. I believe money is an object of energy that we put into the flow. And if you buy the right things, you'll be happy. If you buy the wrong things, you won't. But faith is always in conflict and with money. And when we make decisions strictly in a monetary analysis, we're not really utilizing our values. When we institute values into a quantitative monetary decision, it actually gives us a greater result because it really blends in faith. And one of the tricks to do that beyond knowing your values is to extract time from the decision making. Uh, and it's a, time is the nemesis to making decisions. Uh, and so if we can allow ourselves to do an analysis saying, what would my analysis or my decision be if there's no such thing as time? Everything changes. So that framework of utilizing our values, extracting time, can help you consistently make the best decisions because I think it blends both realms, the utopic realm of faith with the pragmatic realm of monetization. How do people begin finding, how would you define values? So values for me is to understand there's four types of values. Okay. One is our personal values, character, love, you know, integrity, different things that you may in your own person be. And then you have experiential values that starts from the time I think 
I believe in multiple lifetimes, but let's just say from the womb on, okay. you have these experiences and there's values that are created by what you've learned through the inaccurate senses you have and the inaccurate memory that you have. And then you have the giving values. Uh, and so like, how is this going to provide value to others is giving to me. Okay. And then receiving values, which has the most interference, I believe, between you and the connection that you have between inspiration and you, is that most people are afraid to receive. They, they create interference through ego-based uh, programs. A lot of them are in our DNA. I call it the quantum memory that we've inherited from at least four generations, great-grandparents, grandparents, parents to us. Mm -hmm. But it allows us, we, we feel guilty for receiving. We don't feel worthy of what we have. We somehow think we shouldn't ask for what we want. But I create a flow with those four values. And for me, when I did my analysis, I have four firm things that make a decision for me. One is gratitude. So I find the light in everything that I'm assessing. I look for the positive, the best situation. I see things through it that other people will never notice. It raises my awareness when I'm looking to, I get to do this. What's the light, the love, the lesson in it? Mm. Two is interesting, was forgiveness. Really? Yeah, I think I, in order to make an appropriate decision, I have to forgive myself for the lessons I haven't learned. Forgiveness, self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness, because okay. I can't give what I don't have. And I think once I've forgiven myself for the lessons that I haven't learned, it allows me to drop out of the ego-based consciousness and into a truth consciousness. It connects me to an actual emotion that tells me this is a good decision, regardless of whether I put my hand in the fire before and I haven't learned that lesson. Uh, the next, then, would be accountability. Okay. Uh, a lot of people, when they make decisions, they're already going to blame, shame, and justification. They're already creating void shortages and obstacles in their decision-making process. They're always thinking, already thinking when they make the decision, what excuses could I have if this doesn't work out? It, before. Before. Wow. Yeah. And I believe that happens consciously, subconsciously, and unconsciously. And then the last one of, of values is inspiration. And I think this is the most misunderstood thing. I shifted the paradigm of my understanding when I make decisions that I used to think when I did it in Monterey sense, will this inspire me? You know, making this decision, right. will, will, will this motivate me or inspire me? What I learned was when I shift to I'm always inspired. I'm connected to the greatest source of energy, power, and light at all times. In fact, I can prove it physically that my thumb has more kilowatts, you know, light up all of Manhattan here, but I'm not utilizing all that power because I'm creating a corrosion and interference between that source and me. And so if I'm gonna make an inspired decision, I'm looking to see how can I lessen the interference between that which I'm connected to and me? How can I create less corrosion, which are all based off of conscious experiences that I have, about 10,000 new data points a day, thoughts, 40,000 of the same thoughts that exist in my subconscious that are really creating these neural pathways, which you know much more about. And then I believe that that creates a frequency to my unconscious competency. Consciously, I'm making a decision based upon harnessing what I understand of my subconscious and understanding or having awareness of who I genetically and like literally uh, mathematically am. I believe I have a quantum memory. And so the more that I become aware of my quantum memory that my personality traits mm -hmm. are indicative of, my characteristics are indicative of it. Those values that I talked about are indicative of. The obsessions and addictions that I have are indicative of a programming. That now, I, through my decision, I can activate through the epigenetic layer of my DNA. 
that I believe I can activate different personality traits to expand or accelerate a better decision. So how are you defining, the, what's the difference between subconscious and unconscious then? So subconscious would be uh, the 40,000 of the same thoughts that I'm having, mostly when I'm sleeping or daydreaming, but my brain has actually utilized those to create neural pathways, to create efficiencies or discipline. Right. So some things we just know how to do, and those exist in my own experiential values in my subconscious. The unconscious to me is more quantum. It, it, for me, it could be millions of lifetimes of information that is stored in a code, and that code can be accessed and changed and activated and deactivated. I, I probably know this much of what I'm talking about, just so you know, but I have a great sense, and these defined terms may be incorrect, but I have a great sense, and I coach this way. We were talking mm -hmm. about how I can carry 50 executive clients at a time and have a wait list, is because I believe in coaching through that continuum and the only proof that I have is that 100% of my clients, it works. Right. And it takes 10 minutes, literally a day, in order to effectuate practicing this. So what is that? Now, before I ask you about what the 10 minutes yeah. look like, when you're talking about those values, and we're talking about things like gratitude and accountability, and does, are you recommending that, that people are listening and watching have prioritize those values or are they individual Make, towards you? Those are individual towards me. Okay. So you know everything, we're all different. Yeah. And that's what makes us great. Um, and so when we learn our values though, people, and in, in, I see people with completely diverse values of mine, you, you know, that can make very quick, good decision. Because what makes a decision good or bad, right? That's a condition or judgment. Right. What makes it good or bad is it is aligned with your values. So the better that you know your values, then you're going to determine in your head, and others will too, a yeah. portion of them, of the 4.2 billion people that have access to you, a portion will be like, good decision. Right. Every decision I make, I can find plenty of people that would tell me it's a bad decision. Why? Because my values are different than theirs. They're just decisions. Right. But if you're going to feel good about your decisions and get the results that you want, you have to know your values. And it would help also to know your your partner's values, your significant other, your team's values, because it would explain a lot of their decisions. It's such a good thing to say, because I do this with my business partners as well as my wife, and I've been happily married 23 years. She's only been happily married 12, the last 12, because um, I was not the guy that I am today. But what's interesting is I learned to go literally quarterly with my wife, and we spend uh, an hour apart writing down our values for the next quarter mm -hmm. and, and what we'd like to do according decisions we'd like to make and then we get together right we don't talk to each other yeah. and we see which ones are the exact same and where our values are not aligned and then we discuss compromise or submission or some other things that may be beneficial and i really believe that as parents sharing those values we don't have the normal circumstances we have three teenage daughters you can imagine the conflict that that causes between parents that values aren't the same. Right. And we, we send different messages that are not healthy to program our children to be happy and healthy as well. And so we really, and I do that with my business partners as well, the learning curve that you get from that short hour separate and then the short hour together is extraordinary because once again, now we're making decisions on the same page. And the only way to do that is the conditions and judgments of the values have to be the same. Because you could do it with confidence because you have clarity. And it requires less energy. It requires less time. Like I know like literally what happened was you texted me and said you're in town. 
and you know, to be able to get together finally to yeah. make this happen. And I was just like, text right back. I'm like, great, let's do it. And again, I had to put no energy, no time into it. My, my values, when I think about my values, we can go through how you could elicit their own values, people who are listening, are things like love, growth, contribution, adventure. And for me, it was an easy decision, no time or energy required or minimal, because love, you know, friendship, relationship, growth, I know that I'm going to grow. That's, here that's what we share so for much. this one. We're like, oh Very my gosh, so. 20 minutes of growth. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and also the contribution that it's going to have to the world who's listening to this. And also adventure, meaning a sense of joy and fun, because this is going to be a great experience. And mine was the same way as I went down the list. And because you know how you go places and you forget these special people. Right. Because we travel a lot. And I've been really more cognitive of the fact of I'm making lists so that when I go to each city, that I'm literally prioritizing through my values Mm -hmm. who I reach out to to figure out the limited time that I give and have uh, to to share these experiences that just accelerate and grow what we're trying to do. And to the, to the point we could feel fulfilled and happy is where, to the point where we're aligned with those kind of values because we, we demonstrate our values to other people based on where we put our, invest our time and attention. It's hard to, to, to tell somebody this is something valuable to me and you're not putting any effort or energy into it. Absolutely, and you see that through sports or art or music. If we all have the same value, we would all like the same things, right? right? In, even in politics and in education, it's all value-based, but I'm you know, out here trying to make people happy, right? My main mission in life is to impact a thousand people like you that I know can impact another thousand to impact another thousand to be happy. That's over a billion people yeah, in a lifetime to be happy. But in order to do that, the real message is let's explore and practice our values. Mm. Let's really know, and I, I've seen the evolution of my marriage because that's, the longest, most intimate relationship that that I've had, and I love the fact that you know I can tell my wife I'm not going to give that any energy, or you know everything will come at the right way at the perfect time. Where years ago, if I told somebody that, what are you talking about? You're going to rely completely, you know, our whole economic future on the fact right. that everything's going to happen at the right way at the perfect time, or you're not going to give it energy. You know, imagine getting a tax audit and saying I'm not giving it any energy. Without having your values aligned of right. what that means, your marriage is probably over. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> so the key then to make better, quicker decisions is to be clear on our values. How does somebody who's listening? Sorry, and then we're in New York City, so is it? So the key then to make really good decisions quickly is to be clear about your values. How does somebody find out what their values are? Right, so we have to practice, you know, and I believe in daily practice. Two minutes of meditation is worth more than two hours. A day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. So I, I've created a system, number one, to feel okay about lowering the bar. Okay. So if we're going to do and practice something every day, you have to be comfortable that I've lowered the bar, that I'm a bite-sized person, and because those bikes become chunks, become glaciers, if we do things in that progression and trust it. So what I do is allow people to give a minimum amount of time every day to do a value assessment of the decisions or the activity or actions that they've taken. And it could be as little as a minute a day um, to do that. And I'll even start with an exercise. If someone's not sure, I start with gratitude because most people, uh, I feel that's the most powerful value you can have. It's basically saying everything in your life is good. Right. <laughs> by being grateful. So if someone says, where do I start? I'd say, 0.1 seconds a day, 
say thank you before you go to bed and thank you when you wake up and your life will start changing. You'll start the action of creating a value-based decision-making mm -hmm. because you'll start just making decisions out of gratitude instead of fear. Right. And I want to say one thing about fear that I've learned through this process. People think they're motivated by fear. You are not motivated by fear. It's the biggest soul-sucking, energy-sucking thing out there. What it does is focus you. So if you can be aware that fear will focus me, and focus allows you to get outcomes that you want, mm -hmm. being focused because you're doing stuff every day when you're focused, and that continuum goes from your conscious to subconscious to unconscious, but it's going to suck your energy. So I look to fear as just focus, and I look for another by exploring gratitude and forgiveness or whatever my values are. I love that. I love that, and I, val I value your time and, <laughs> okay. your, and your talent. It's amazing. How can people find out more besides? Yeah, my name is the best way. So David Meltzer, I'm at David Meltzer, David Meltzer on YouTube and LinkedIn. My website is my first initial last name, okay. dmeltzer.com. Amazing. I recommend everybody takes a quick screenshot of this episode or of this video and uh, tag Dave, tag myself in it, and share your big aha what was one thing you got out of this conversation that you uh that that touched you in a certain way uh, that you made me feel inspired to be able to share with other people because when you share it you get to learn it you get to learn it twice so uh, tag us both in as always i'll repost some of my favorites and uh dave you're amazing thanks buddy thank you want to double your brain speed and memory power if you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.